When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Selection of Investigative Counsel. Investigative counsel is a critical element in any investigation as it's important to have a fair and objective evaluation. A key component of the fair and objective evaluation is the who question, that is, who should supervise the investigation and who should handle the investigation. <clears throat> a clear conclusion is that independent counsel should handle any serious investigation. There are three reasons for a company to retain independent counsel for an internal investigation of serious whistleblower complaints. First, the Andre Agassi rule. Perception is reality. This means that for any corporate ethics and compliance program to be effective, it must be perceived to be fair. If your employees do not believe that the investigation is fair and impartial, then it is not fair and impartial. Further, those involved must have confidence that any internal investigation is treated seriously and objectively. Second, if regular outside counsel investigates their own prior legal work or advice, a very large and potentially messy number of loyalty and privilege issues can arise in the internal investigation. It is a rare legal investigation where a lawyer or a law firm which provided legal advice and then investigates itself having anything to do with said advice finds anything wrong with that advice. That's myself included. It's also if a law firm performs the internal investigation, they may have to waive attorney-client privilege uh, to do the legal work for your company. Obviously not something you want. The third reason is the relationship of outside counsel or the law firm with the regulators or lawyers at the Department of Justice. If the company's regular outside counsel performs the investigation and the results turn out favorably for the company, the regulators may ask if the investigation was a whitewash or at the very least somewhat less than robust. If the SEC or DOJ cannot rely on a company's own internal investigation, it may perform the investigation all over again with its own personnel. Further, these regulators may believe that the company and its law firm have engaged in a cover-up, and that is certainly not a way to buy credibility. Marcin has explained that it is the lawyer or law firm representing the company that can go a long way towards establishing credibility, noting, for those of us who regularly appear before the government, we have credibility, and they understand that the client may or may not agree with the recommendations we make, and they know we'll be a straight shooter once we're in front of them, however we get in front of them. 
but it is more than the lawyer or law firm that brings credibility. It is the actions of the company. Of course, this means the steps the company has taken during the pendency of any investigation. Despite the fact of using specialized counsel is the best practice, it's also worth the money. One of the difficult things to convince decision makers of this advantage. This is particularly so when speaking to mid or small companies that are part of a larger supply chain. While GCs and CCOs may be up to speed on outsourcing critical inquiries, managers and business units are often not and frequently reply that they got someone in the company who takes care of that stuff. However, such an approach will be costlier to a company in the long run. Moreover, if there are serious allegations made concerning your company's employees engaging in criminal conduct, a serious response is required. Your company needs to hire some seriously good lawyers to handle an internal investigation. These lawyers need to have independence from the company so you do not call your regular corporate counsel. Hire some seriously good investigative lawyers. This may mean you need specialized outside counsel. Specialized outside counsel taking lead to handle independent internal investigations is a compliance best practices. This is based on the U.S. sentencing guideline under which a scoring system is used to determine what a final penalty should be accorded a corporation for a criminal act. Factors taken into account include the type of offense involved and the severity of the offense, as well as the harm produced. Additional points are either added or subtracted as mitigating factors. One of the mitigating factors can be whether the company had an effective compliance program. Companies should have an internal robust investigation to meet this requirement under the U.S. Sentencing Guidelines. In such a situation, the company should engage specialized counsel to perform the investigation. Here, there are three reasons for the use of specialized counsel. The first is the DOJ looks towards the independence and impartiality of the investigators and investigations as a factor in declining or perhaps even deferring prosecution. Second is from the company perspective. Many companies have sought protection of investigations behind the shield of attorney-client privilege and attorney work product. If an in-house counsel is utilized, the court may be skeptical of a company asserting privileges because the in-house attorney is utilized in a mixed business legal responsibility. Additionally, obstructionist attempts by corporations to improperly assert the privilege has led courts to refuse to allow the privilege to be asserted at all. However, a company will not face these arguments if specialized counsel is involved. Even if a company is willing to waive its attorney-client privilege, there's a third reason for using specialized outside counsel. If the company's regular counsel were retained to conduct the investigation, the DOJ might feel the results were less credible than because the law firm knew where its bread was buttered. The law firm would not want to bring bad news to the client. They end by noting that employing specialized counsel comports with the expectations under the U.S. sentencing guidelines, gives a company a protection of the attorney-client privilege and the work product doctrine. And finally, it assures the government the integrity of the internal investigation. And I don't think you can say that too strongly or too loudly. The government is going to look at the quality of the outside counsel, their specialization, and whether they're credible. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, serious allegations demand a serious response with seriously good lawyers leading the investigation. This means get lawyers who've done this before. It means lawyers who have practiced before the Department of Justice and may even be ex-DOJers. Get people who know what they're doing. Number two, 
The biggest thing that a person or company brings to the table when sitting across from the DOJ is credibility. Your lawyers can help you with that. And number three, use of regular corporate counsel can negatively impact your ability to assert the attorney-client privilege because of issues of loyalty and the waiver of the privilege through the use of rather doing both business and legal work. This is Tom Fox. I hope you will enjoy this month's offering on hotlines and investigations. 31 days to a more effective compliance program. If I could ask you to do so, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 days to a more effective compliance program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation in compliance. Thanks again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.